Welcome to episode 8 of The Story Pilgrim, Mumbai. India has been on my radar for quite a while now. It's a country very different to England, but there are also a lot of similarities. Now before we jump in, please remember to follow, like and comment on The Story Pilgrim podcast. Also, tell people about it. Thank you. Mumbai, India. Now I have been here before, back when it was known to the world as Bombay. I was here 33 years ago, I reckon, when I was working on the cruise ships. I joined a cruise ship here. I was in town for about four days, and honestly, I have no recollection whatsoever of it. It is, uh, I should imagine, in the 33 years, it has changed a lot. It is thriving. The traffic is constant people just everywhere there's little stalls people selling uh, they're here selling samosas there's like looks like hot lemonade it's probably tea um, standing underneath this tree which has just got uh, the roots hanging down it's absolutely beautiful Three or four hundred years old. Three or four hundred years old. Wow. That tree there is huge. It's massive. Thank you. But yeah, you've got people um, selling all sorts of food. Um, it's just uh, completely opposite to uh, what I had to walk around in Las Vegas. Oh, I'm walking on the road, didn't even realise it. The, in this area, you're not allowed to have any of the tuk-tuks, which are these little, like, motorised taxis that you can get a couple of people in. Here, you have all these little tiny taxis, little tiny cars, Ritz, Suzuki's. Uh, they are all, they have a yellow top and uh, black like bottom half but they're all very tiny they're all like two or three seaters a very old tree and a lot of taxis now because Mumbai is vast I took a personal tour with a gentleman called Mr Binney Mr Binney is from India but has lived in England I asked him about his story and why he was currently back in India. Like I said, I used to own a restaurant in the UK. And in 2019, I had a burglary twice in 15 days. It was in Luton and Dunstable. So Luton town, which I had one. And that's where I had a burglary twice mm-hmm. in 15 days. And that was something which caused me a lot of stress and hypertension. Mm-hmm. And my blood pressure shot 400 above. What? And I didn't knew that I had some problem with my... I had an AVM at that time. Yeah. Which I didn't... I never had any complaints or any problems. But I had... When I had distress, when blood pressure shot, I had hyper... Like 400 above. So I had a brain hemorrhage. And one morning when I woke up, my face was completely dumb. And it was drooling. Wow. Luckily, my wife was there. And she said, there's something wrong. You can't speak slurred speech and all. So 
he decided to go to the any when we went there they misdiagnosed me saying that is bell's palsy which was wrong yeah. and after 4 days they had some doubts they called me back they put me in steroids mm-hmm. so they said like okay it's bell's palsy steroids and all and i continued with steroids but after 4 days they called me back again saying that we need to do your mri scan mm-hmm. and then i did my mri scan they again ran the mri scan same evening twice and they were sh- sure that i had a hemorrhage already Wow. On my third surgery, they did mention that either I'll have a stroke, paralysis, or death. One of them will definitely happen. Wow. And in my case, I was luckily paralysed. Wow. So it took me for few months. I was completely in bed for few months, and from my left side. Yeah. And he did always help and things like that. So the moment I got bit better to walk and all like, uh, so I decided to move to India. do my paralysis treatment at kerala ayurveda and what is that what's the difference ayurveda is actually the ancient therapy where it's done with proper care of like you know very herbal oils and things like that they massage okay so they'll be like you have to be there for 28 days like it's kind of like ayurveda hospital yeah. where you book yourself for 7 either 7 14 21 or 28 days But in my case, I did 28 days for the longer. So I did that 28 days procedure, and uh, so we have six days massage, one okay. one day in a week. They will just give you a break, and then that's followed by you know um, proper pure Ayurvedic medicines, mm-hmm. and you have to follow their rules like no alcohol, mm-hmm. no non-vegetarian food, no sex. You mm-hmm. have to be pure vegetarian. Okay. So, I had one of my British actor friend called Robert Attico. He had the same problem. He had a spinal tumor, so yeah. he couldn't lift his arm. Right. And he came here. Now he's doing good. He's fine. Yeah. He's fine. He was with me for forty-five days. Quite a story. Honestly, you couldn't tell, even when talking with Mr. Binney, that he had experienced a brain hemorrhage. That 28 days procedure certainly did outstanding work. Now I know that the cultural differences are many from what I grew up in. I asked Mr. Binney about the caste system in India. In India, we have a thing called scheduled caste. This is the same under two. Scheduled caste means the people who are from the lowest religion, lowest caste. So those kind of people now, the government have come up with a. thing like they get more advantage and benefits okay like compared to the others so basically whenever for example if you apply for a job i'm from the upper caste other caste whatever and they are from the they are from the scheduled caste which is lower caste but we did the same qualification we took the same degree everything the same and he being a scheduled caste got 35% imagine mm-hmm. i being the other caste and i scored maybe 70% which is the double of what he is right and when we apply for the same job job will go to him not me because because of the caste system right so because when you tick the form saying that you are scheduled scheduled caste that's it that makes the whole difference that makes a difference because okay. he will get more priority yeah they will give him a priority okay he deserves the job first and then 
it comes to us. So this is what has used to happen. Now many people at the government jobs, like at the airport, behind the counters, they are all scheduled cast. Many government jobs, the police stations, hospitals, where they get benefits and everything, they are all mainly given to them. Right. So certain Would things are good for them. So when, but when they get that job, do they like move up a caste? They can't do that. Can't you do can't that. change the caste. You'll always be. You can't change the caste. You can't change the religion. No. Once you are, yes, religion one way. If you convert, that's different thing. But yeah. caste you can never change. Your surname says everything. Really? Many of them we can make it with the surname. Many of them we can make it. But what happens if they become a millionaire? It doesn't matter. They're you still are still that, that thing. Still that caste. You, there are many politicians. They are from scheduled caste, but they are absolutely rich and filthy rich people. Right. So, so you will always it, have. It really doesn't matter. But the thing is, they know that. Okay, fine. You are that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. Could you? But in big cities, no one cares. Like Mumbai, I don't even know what he. Is. I don't. They, he doesn't know what I am. Yeah. We don't care. But don't if care. you go to their villages, you know, they treat that way, because they're then people. If they're slightly big, with big surname and all, they will treat themselves like a king. Though he is a, he must be a driver or whatever. But then, back in the villages and all, he'll be like a big man, mm-hmm. because just because of his name. Because in in India. But the thing is, mainly we do the arranged marriages. The problem, yes. You know. yeah. So arranged marriages, when you do, that's where all these problem comes up. Sure. You won't give your daughter to somebody who's from the lower religion, lower caste. No way. We had a dowry system. You know yes. dowry. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever a female comes to look for a bra groom, okay, everything works out well with uh, his. Job, occupation, and everything. If they think, okay, I am a bit well educated and I'm making good money. I'm based in London, or whatever. So they think, okay, fine. This match is perfect. So girls' family, what they used to do, usually boys' family, they will demand, okay, fine. We like your daughter now. We want five, uh, maybe a one million rupees. Two million rupees or whatever. Okay, they'll say that. Or okay. yeah, because that was the practice. It's illegal now in India. You right. can't ask dowries now. Okay. But before the practice was, they will ask you for a, a flat, a mobile, a motorbike, a car. Okay. My my son needs this. My son is working as a bloody doctor. So give him that. Give him this. So you demand. Wow. And if the girl's family don't fulfill it, it doesn't work. It does not happen. But that was the main problem where many girls they committed suicide. There were tortures going on. Really. This is the reason why it's illegal to ask for dowries now. Sure. Many, sure. There were many victims. Yeah, yeah. In India, certain parts of India, there used to be a big problem. Like whenever they find out there's a girl child going to be born, or if it's a girl child, then they were not they were not very happy mm-hmm. because. Yeah, yeah. Most of them, because once the girl is married, she takes the husband's surname. Right. She leaves completely the home, and then she's based, she settles down with the husband. So there is no connection between the family. Sure. But the sons, they will take their surname. Generation goes on. Goes on, yeah. So this was another thing, and also girls are expensive affair. After 18 years, once you want to get her married, 
Yeah. You have to buy her all these gold. Yeah, yeah. So, there's the reason why many child abortions and killings used to happen. And the moment they used to find it's a girl child, they used to kill them. Wow. And abort them in the late, very late stage. And killing was a common. And this is the reason why in India, it's illegal to find the sex of the baby. Oh, really? You can't really find... Even just when the child is born, you find out. You find out, yeah. You don't ask, you don't request them. It's illegal. If someone lets you know, okay, that's it. Doctor that's will it. go behind the bar straight. The doctor will go behind the bar straight. I find that all very fascinating. Learning about this as we drove through the bustling city, surrounded by tuk-tuks, taxis, lorries, trucks, going past shops, parks, high-rises, street vendors. Mumbai has it all. We stopped at one of the two major laundries in Mumbai, the Dobi. This place is called Dobi Thalao. Dobi means people who wash the clothes, washmen's. Tala means river. So it's basically the washmen's river. This was started by British two centuries ago. When they came here, they needed help to wash their soldiers' uniforms and everything. So they brought all the untouchable people from small villages, where from the lower caste people, and then they made them like a slave. They started making them work, wash the clothes and everything. So this is how this place was invented. And there's only two of them in Mumbai the major ones that's one here and the other one is on the other side yeah they've got guinness world record to for cleaning numbers of clothes every day and if if you come early in the morning probably you will see more than two three hundred people working together yeah wow. and in each cube like this they'll chuck at least thousand like 500 like that they'll work put it and then they keep working they got the outside where they will just wash by hand and then let it all dry and then they've got these huge big dryers in here which if you stick your hand in there it ain't coming back There is just thousands upon thousands of pieces of uh, laundry from the hospitals, hotels. It's all done in this area. Thank you. Thank you. Mind your head, please. Got it. Right, let's go to the ceremony. So we've come up onto the roof and there's just sheet after sheet after sheet just hanging up and drying. It's a nylon rope, they just twist it and you just put it in. 
No matter how windy weather it is, it will never come off. Yeah. You should try your back there. Pretty cool. Yeah, they've just got uh, two nylon ropes that are twisted together and they just uh, put in the sheets between them. families there's little kids running around that uh, obviously live and work in here there's quite a mix of uh, crows and kites all over the city circling around diving down they don't really uh, really care there's no boundaries it's like uh, it's like between the the rich and the poor there's there's no boundaries here so outside this little um, stall that's selling crisps chips uh, rice there's the electric double-decker bus going by but you'll find just like loads of, uh, like there's this stall here and then next to it there's a stall like selling samosas. Then there's a, a print shop. Then Raj Motors, bike service and sales. Uh, and then another little stall selling the uh, crisps and stuff. No boundaries indeed. India, from my experience, is a cornucopia of haves and have-nots, right next to each other. We headed off to the main train terminus. Everywhere we went, people wanted to sell us something, or even just take a photo with us. But again, it's just a hive of, um, of activity. Very nice drums. Small, medium, Thank you. Asda price. Asda price. <laughs> He's trying to sell me his bongos. Is that Asda price? So we are going to uh, go in a. Um... Thank you. I'm going to go under underneath the road and pop out in the. Uh, underneath the road now and uh, we're coming up towards the Victoria station lots of little shops down here selling shoes uh, there's a, a shop selling cameras and then jeans and shirts and we're gonna come up now into Victoria station and as you can hear it's just a hive of activity. There's people sat on the steps. 
There's people coming in and out. Okay, so there are trains here. Very, very, well, very old, dusty trains. It's beautiful. Massive big fans in the ceiling. There's like um, stained glass windows at one end. size is a wonderful poster here for the National Railway Mazdor Union and uh, I, I don't know if that's the same guy but there's a there's a man actually it looks like the same guy so he's got the same sunglasses on uh, and he, he kind of looks like Colonel Gaddafi uh, which is quite interesting uh, and maybe you want to be in that union as a, a man here he must be at least seven foot two maybe seven foot three that guy was massive he was huge all right so these trains are much more posher they're very very they look like uh yeah they look like the bullet train i haven't seen a cow yet in Mumbai, you will see hardly see them because oh. in Delhi, it's common everywhere. Did you see yeah. Delhi, yeah. Jaipur, and yeah. all. Yeah, and yeah. like dry down alleyways. Yeah. Really? As I travel from place to place and always seem to be in a different place, it fascinates me how this has been here for centuries, you know. Um, and I'm only just experiencing it now and it kind of feels like when you leave it it ceases to exist it obviously doesn't but for me in my moment it is existing right now and I'm able to soak it all up whereas back at home uh, isn't kind of like isn't kind of existing at the moment because it's um, it's just not it's not it's not I'm not there so yeah it's, that that thought process um, it's a little bit weird for me um, I'm sure well I hope other people have it but yeah it is that thing of like going well this place has been here for an extremely long time and I am only experiencing it now but there's people here that live here that experience it every day uh, and I like I said I I'm a little overwhelmed by uh, this all it's fascinating so much culture so much history oh there's a lot going on here There indeed was a lot going on. That just blows my mind, the fact about being present, experiencing what you are right now. It's all we have, and yet how often are we ever truly present? The clue's in the name, it's a gift. Talking of gifts, Mr Binney next took us to what was going to be the highlight of my day.
We are coming down to Mahatma Gandhi's house. There's a quote here from him. There is no God higher than truth. So we are here at his house. I'm sure Binny will tell us a little bit more. It's beautiful. It's uh, a three-story, four-story house with beautiful wood doors. So if I just come over here, we have uh, books read by Gandhi. Let's see what we've got. We got uh, Lenin's selected works, Mahatma Gandhi and Leo Tolstoy letters, Madame Eve Curie, Madame Curie, The Life of Samuel Johnson, The Crusades. Last Diaries, Leo Tol Tolstoy, there's a whole section from Tolstoy here. Heroes, Hero Worship and the Heroic in History, Thomas Carlyle. The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, Volume 3, Volume 2 and Volume 1. Uh, it's just a lot of books. It's very simple, there's not much to this house really, there's just books and pictures and uh, quotes from it. it's very simple, there's obviously there's a lot of areas that you that are all, there's lots of doors that you just closed, you are not invited to go through. Lots of pictures of him coming up here. Another one with him walking, and this time he's got a, uh, there's his staff, there's a spinning wheel. Uh, it's very sobering being here. The images you have of Gandhi is him with that staff walking. Pilgrim of Peace, 1946 to 1947, Gandhi set out on his pilgrimage of peace in riot-wrecked Bengal to establish unity between the two sister communities. His message was, the cry of blood for blood is barbarous. I experienced it in Vegas, and as I sit here editing this episode, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is still ongoing, as is the war in the Ukraine, internal conflict in Miramar, the Mexican drug war, Ethiopia's civil conflict, the war in Sudan. Sadly, the list goes on. We need more Mahatma Gandhis in this life, on this planet. Mahatma Gandhi was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize five times, never awarded it, it indeed was a sobering visit. Okay, so this place is called the Hanging Garden. Reason why it's called Hanging Garden, just below this park, there are three water tanks, and each water tank consists 33 million gallons of water. So basically almost 100 million gallons of water is just below this park. And that's the drinking water for the half of the South, like south Mumbai. Where we are now, it's, south, it's in the south of Mumbai. So that's the drinking water. You can see this lid here. That's the opening for the water tanks. Right. So you'll see in many corners around, in yeah. every side. So that's for how they operated in the morning time and all. 
so it's hanging on top of the water well i mean like uh, water tank that's why it's called hanging garden ah. just before 120 years ago this park never existed and just uh, the reason why this park was made i will tell you why just next door to this park just opposite that's the place called tower of silence which is actually a cremation ground a place for parsis like i explained to you earlier parsis so tata and freddie mercury and all people who belong to their religion when they pass away like when they die what they do first thing is they donate their organs to uh, the hospital and like eyes heart whatever they need and once they do that they bring their body to the tower of silence and it's basically a 52 uh, 52 acres of jungle there and in that jump big huge uh, it's absolutely dense like a proper forest kind of stuff in the middle of the jungle they have three well which looks like a normal water well but massive in size one is for the female's body one male's body and small one for the kids bodies imagine if it's a male who passed away after donating their body they just bring them here they split the body into half they apply sugar oil and sandalwood once they apply them rub it all these big big birds like vultures eagle and buzzards they come and start eating your flesh after completely the body is eaten then they push the body into that pit which is completely concrete because parsis they don't believe in earth like uh, earth fire and water like hindus after we do we do our cremation by fire burning the bodies and we pour the ashes in the sea or water ganges and muslims and catholics and christians they bury them but they don't believe in any, either any of them what they believe is what they say when they're alive they help people in by charities and all when they die they help people by their organs and everything and when body is good for nothing so they give it back to the earth rather than disposing the body in by fire or earth that's what they believe so that uh, these water park i'm like these well is just opposite to this yeah. park olden days what used to happen whenever these birds used to eat these flesh human beings bodies they used to fly on top of these water well sometimes they used to drop the meat and they used to contaminate whole drinking water right. so this was the main reason to save this whole drinking water problem the mayor of mumbai the statue which i showed you earlier near the station he was the man who came after this idea they said like okay let's cover this park i mean like water tank with the park so that people can have fresh air and you know evening walks and all and our water will be also safe this is how this park was invented by him and they called him called it as a hanging garden because it's hanging on top of it the hanging gardens of mumbai created because birds would drop human flesh into the drinking water who would have thought that india is huge mr binny told us a little more about the culture for different states every states we have different uh like people they look different they eat different they wear different many people they believe in different gods and all there are plenty of gods yeah, yeah. so you can expect festivals in different times and different you know mm-hmm. so this is the mm-hmm. common thing like i am from south south india south india kerala we have our own festival in august april and all like our new year, new year starts in april yeah So we have different time. Right. If we go to Sri Lanka, like uh, Chennai, they have their festival in different time. Yeah. So everywhere you different can expect parts, different parts. They have different uh, stories about different gods. 
like for example sai baba like the day which i said today thursday that god's main temple is in shirdi which is in nasik and uh, say now 5 to 6 hours drive so that's where the main temple belongs to that particular god is there a particular story about that god that is it is there specific was, ones you well know, it's uh, difficult but then it, he was basically he was a normal human being he was like a beggar okay but then he used to do many miracles when he was in the town like in that village many things during the british time it happened uh, many people have noticed many miracles happening there okay he was a very ordinary uh, like a beggar he mm-hmm. used to go to every home ask for grains rice as a you know so they used to donate him but whenever there used to be a problem in particular houses or anything he used to just go somehow he used to be there and bless them or they just used to find that okay that particular thing is completely gone i imagine if you have kind of illnesses or paralysis or whatever that no one can cure you and that thing has been done it would go so, so he's a recent god it was a recent god yeah okay so and there's more they have more... made the temple and everything in his name now that's a very busy place now wow and they have the movie about him you should watch that movie it's called sai baba aha shirdi ke sai baba so you can see from the beginning itself like you know interesting uh, but uh, many miracles have happened even with the british uh, the soldiers uh, in the main hierarchy offices they used to obj- uh, object certain things what he used to do and that was all you know okay yeah so we It, we have these did he have family did he have no a, he was never married no okay no. but apparently he was a no one knows what caste he was but then they say he was hindu muslim but then he was he is considered to be hindu god yeah there are many and he always used to say his main thing was everyone's god is only one like he never said that he is a god but he always used to say that there's only one god right that's it that was it because we don't just I'm trying to describe what Mumbai is like and I'm really struggling for words. It's massive. It's a lot of skyscrapers. Not too tall. I mean they are tall. But um it just goes on and on and on. It's huge and the traffic is just constant. I think I've said that already. There's lots of green areas. Um India is uh, It's fascinating when I walked the Camino de Santiago for some reason I knew and not knew I got the feeling that my next trip should be to India my next long walk now I know I'm doing other walks but like when I'm doing another long walk it should be through India and I'm not quite sure what that is now that I'm here Um I don't know how I feel about that. I'm going to have to process those thoughts and feelings with regards to what that is. Um as uh, Mr. Binney is explaining to us, uh 60% of the population here are Hindu. 
25% uh, Muslim and then the rest of a uh, mix of uh, all the other religions or not, so to speak. Uh, so when we talk about the Hinduism and the gods and all the people that are important to that uh, there are many 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 places that you can go to as a pilgrim uh, now what that would mean and be uh, is uh, gonna be some research or I just don't know I don't know uh, something more to ponder isn't it just just a feeling that this is the place where I should come next what a trip. I'm not finished with India. I will be back. A country culturally, historically rich, and the majority of the people I encountered there had a smile on their face. If you have any suggestions on where you'd like to hear the Story Pilgrim visit, please get in touch. Email me at connect at thestorypilgrim.com. Reach out via Facebook, Instagram, and X. The Story Pilgrim was written and produced by Darren Hill. Music by the amazing Anya Backer. Please follow, like and rate this podcast. Share it with those who need to reconnect. Until the next time, keep listening. <laughs>